We start with Chapel Hill police helping issue an Amber Alert on Monday night that a lot of folks got right in the middle of that UNC-Miami basketball game, notifying folks that an eight-day-old infant was missing. Investigators believed the infant to be in danger, but we did have a good resolution to that. Chapel Hill Police Department issued an update at 8.45 p.m. last night saying that the infant was safely located in Durham. Turning to local government now, there's only one meeting on the schedule for tonight. It is the Carborough Town Council. They're meeting at 7 for a trio of public hearings. One will be for a plan to assist residents who need help paying stormwater fees. The other two likely to get a lot more attention are a connected pair of hearings on a plan to build a five-story residential building on Main Street near Carborough Plaza. And I'm expecting that we're going to hear lots of community feedback on that one. Down to Chatham County now, where the county commissioners don't meet this week, but when they met last week, they had an application for a car wash near Farrington Village that brought several area residents out to the meeting to offer feedback. Here's County Commissioner Karen Howard with more. We did also have an application for a a car wash that is contiguous with the Farrington Village community, and there was a lot of turnout. The majority of public input last night really was Um, residents concern about having a car wash that close to residences in an area where I think, you know, many people rightly anticipated that there wouldn't be this kind of business and that anything that was proximate to um, Farrington would be, uh, you know, a nine to five, a quiet business, something that was just within daytime hours, no lights at night, and certainly not something that could have potentially have some encroachment into the 300-foot buffer that was part of the negotiation between Briar Chapel and Farrington when Briar Chapel was being built. So obviously there was a lot of concern, and you know we have some feisty neighbors in, in in this northern portion of the county. So a lot of people came out. So that has been um, referred to the planning board, and we also have some questions again for our attorney because there was were a few comments by the applicant's attorney about our options when in this request for a waiver. And we want to be clear about that, but we very much heard the sentiment of the community, and we do have some concerns about the outflow from the septic in a car wash. Of what are the what are the components that would be in the sewer, and um, how, you know what would that do to the environment? You can hear that full conversation with Karen Howard in the News on the Hill section of Chapelboro.com. To Orange County now, what do local leaders believe makes Orange County attractive to visitors? That's the question recently asked and answered by the Orange County Visitors Bureau after it rolled out a third-party study last fall to see how aligned its community is regarding why people should come visit. After sifting through the data, the Bureau recently released the results and noticed some clear trends. 97.9 The Hills, Brighton McConnell reports. To help conduct an objective survey, the Orange County Visitors Bureau turned to a familiar name, Shelley Green. Green was the first executive director of the Bureau in 1992, before going on to work with the Asheville Visitors Bureau and Discover Durham. Now employed with the consultant company MMGY Next Factor, she helps other destination marketing groups with their strategies and projects like this survey. Green said the Destination Next study has been used for a decade across 400 different communities, Hearing from local leaders like business owners, elected officials, tourism partners, prominent residents, and customers, 
Green said Orange County had a strong pool to pull data from. There were 228 respondents for the survey. So that, for a community of this size, that's a fantastic turnout. The survey looks at two elements of respondents' answers. Their feelings on the destination strength, or what makes it attractive to visitors, and the community's alignment with supporting and complementing tourism. Here's how Green further described that second component. That gets into, like, does the business community support what you're doing with visitors and tourism? How's your workforce development? You got enough employees out there to get the job done? Those kinds of things. After the survey was finished, the Visitors Bureau held a gathering for community leaders at the Carolina Inn to go over the data and discuss the takeaways in breakout sessions. Current Executive Director of the Visitors Bureau, Laurie Palacelli, said leading up to the event, she felt nervous about hearing the results from a survey she had no control over. I had nightmares of just walking into this presentation saying, sorry guys, you are really behind the eight ball as a Visitor Bureau and as a destination to visit. Thankfully, Palacelli said that concern was unfounded. Orange County's community members ranked the area in the top quadrant for both destination strength and alignment on those issues. Among the destination strength options, respondents rated the area's cultural and heritage attractions, outdoor recreation options, and sporting events very highly. They also said the community promotes good health and safety and provides attractive dining, shopping, and entertainment choices. Those who took the survey also said they were aligned in understanding the importance of tourism to the county's economic development and felt like they received consistent support from the local governments. Green said, Overall, the community reacted very positively to the strength of the destination, but they also told us what the the little pain points were that somebody needs to look at. Some of the biggest areas that locals scored poorly, according to the survey, are regional mobility and the lack of events and festivals. Green added that other areas where people feel strongly are the presence of unsheltered populations and concerns over the workforce, although she said Orange County's scores are still higher than other places surveyed with Destination Next. Other issues the respondents aligned on largely revolved around access for those in the workforce. Orange County scored relatively poorly in access to affordable housing, health care options, and daycare options, according to the survey answers. Green said in the responses, there were no significant differences between community affiliation. Generally, most everyone agreed on how they felt about supporting tourism and the community. With this data, Palacelli said the Orange County Visitors Bureau will move forward with affirmation of community alignment and in its strategies of attracting more visitors. She added she believes quantifying people's views of what needs to be improved should also encourage her organization and others in Orange County to better step up. I was really happy to see that we have what people want in a destination. If we rank so high as a satisfying destination, a place that people want to visit, then I think it's worth it for us to invest in those areas that... um, are showing some troublesome feedback so that we can help ensure a, a healthier and safe community for the future. You can find a link to the full breakdown of Orange County's Destination Next survey by visiting chapelboro.com. For 97.9 The Hill, I'm Brighton McConnell. 
Time now for sports, and we'll start by talking, well, it's R.J. Davis's world today after he dropped 42 points on Miami at the Smith Center, setting a Smith Center record. It's the first Tar Heel to reach 40 points since Harrison Barnes did so in 2011, first to do so in regulation since Tyler Hansbrough in 2006. Here's what Hubert Davis had to say after the game about RJ's performance. You know, it, it was great for uh, him to play the way that he did on the national scene, but um, what he did tonight, I know he, he hadn't scored 42 points, but the type of performance that he had tonight, he's been having all season. And, you know, he put the team on his back. It wasn't just uh, his points. I thought he was great defensively, took care of the basketball, distributed, uh, rebound, boxed out, and we need needed every bit of his 42 tonight. He was fantastic. I told him after the game that uh, I've seen another, a number of performances here at Carolina and also in the NBA. Very few have I seen the type of performance that he had tonight, and I was really proud of him. UNC men's basketball head coach Hubert Davis there on R.J. Davis's 42-point performance against Miami last night. Heels come away with the win, but not after several late turnovers made the game much closer than it seemed like it should have been. Next up, NC State will face uh, next up NC State at the Smith Center on Saturday. Baseball just getting underway at uh, they had first pitch at four o'clock against VCU. And a reminder, also Vance Honeycutt, ACC Player of the Week. Softball also about to get started. They're going to get started at 5 o'clock against NC Central. Sanat Thomas is the ACC Player of the Week for the softball team. She hit 632 with 12 hits and 9 batted in last week. So congratulations, Sanat Thomas. Meanwhile, Elizabeth Scotty and Carson Tangelig have been named the ACC Doubles Team of the Week in women's tennis. And also from women's tennis, Thea Rabman has been named Freshman of the Week. Congratulations to all of them. Golf team is in action. They will be at the final round of the Southern Highland Collegiate in Las Vegas this afternoon.